welcome to Midlife Opportunity. This is going to be a really interesting episode. We're here, though, on Midlife Opportunity, on NGBN.TV, to help you to build a community so that you in your midlife can go, I can do something. There's people here that are also in midlife. There's people here that have done things. There's people here that have experiences. Let me watch that show. Let me check out another show. Why not? Because on NGBN.TV, we have made mistakes just like me right there. But we've made mistakes in our earlier years, and we're trying now to develop ourselves. It's all about personally developing yourself so that you can see in what we're doing right now on this particular show, it as being a midlife opportunity rather than having this humdum midlife crisis feeling, listening to all the talk or the so-called talk about, oh, you're a certain age, you're 40 years of age, you're 50 years of age, 60 years of age. You can't do that. You won't do that. You won't go there. You're just the way you are. That's, you know, that's you, isn't it? But you're not because you have an opportunity to change every day. You have an opportunity to get better, to do more things, to learn just as much as when you were in school. You don't have to do things, of course, the restrictions of being in school or maybe your early work days. Now is the time to use your experience and use your awareness to kick on in life, to see the opportunities that exist in all areas of life. And our guest today is one man who knows all about it. Peter is the guy that we're talking to today. And he's going to tell us all about, I think, his business, his life, his relationships, all different areas. He has got several areas, I think, where he has improved. I'm going to try and have that conversation with him. Peter Cimarroni is the man, and he is from palladiumedge.com. So we're going to also hear not just about his business and all that stuff I've spoken about, but also about his podcast. And he has books as well. So he's a hugely accomplished guy, very, very successful. It's really worth waiting for. I can't wait. It'll be on in a few minutes. But if you want to get on Midlife Opportunity, if you want to give me your story or tell me something about something you've heard, maybe something in the last couple of years with the pandemic and that, you can get in touch with me at Connor, C-O-N-O-R, at DocConnor.com. Also on all the social media channels, the usual ones, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, Clubhouse, etc. I could keep naming them, but there's just too many of them, as you well know. So be safe. Go on NGBN.TV and check out other shows, and it'll bounce back to me anyway. So we're going to get into it in a few minutes, but one of the areas that Peter is going to talk about, I think, is how content is really important. And of course, this, this show is content, but he's produced fantastic content, and he's going to share with us in a few seconds. We all know by scrolling online that some sort of content you know, pops up, and maybe ads, algorithms are pushing them at us, but do we necessarily want to watch them? Are they necessarily what we really want to be like educating ourselves or learning from them or being active with regard to what we see on them. But this is what's been pushed at us or so people claim. So what is good content then? And what is bad content? What is content that's just entertaining and others that's really thoroughly educational that can make you kick on? 
that can make you personally develop rather than just saying, hey, I'm just, you know, killing time here. I'm sitting at a bus stop or I'm waiting for my friend to call and I've got two minutes to watch a bunch of stupidity. So that's what we'll be kind of delving into one of the areas in a couple of seconds. But if you're short on something to do, check out ngbn.tv and get in touch with me at connor at docconnor.com. And we can have a conversation just via email if you wish. And you never know what opportunity might come up. But there's one thing for certain. After this break, we'll be talking to Peter and there'll be a huge opportunity for you to learn and take positive action in your midlife. So we'll be right back after this. What do you think you're doing, Kevin? I uh, was just gonna drive home. Uh-uh-uh, there are several warning signs present that you shouldn't be driving. Like hearing voices? Like your text to emoji ratio? Oh man, the selfies. <laughs> Selfie nailed it. We all have warning signs that let us know that we're probably not okay to drive. Mine is pretending to be your subconscious. Craig, come on man, let's put a ride home. back to midlife opportunity. My name is Dr. Connor Hogan. You can get in touch with me, Connor at docconnor.com or on all the usual social media channels. We have a very special treat for you today. A really big guest, very successful middle-aged person, man, in fact, a huge gentleman. His name is Peter Cimarroni and he's from palladiumedge.com. Peter, how are you, my friend? Terrific, Doc. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. No, thanks for you know accepting this request. I'm delighted for sure. So you have a huge kind of success. Let's not, you know, maybe you don't want to talk about it, but let's not sugarcoat it. You're a very successful middle-aged man. But there's not just success, I think, in business with you, but there's all other areas of your life. Let's firstly, we'll, we'll touch on that in a couple of seconds, but let's just have a bit of fun for a second, okay? Because we're men, sure. we need to have a bit of fun, okay? So for about a minute, let's figure out exactly how sharp this man is. So, okay, who was known as the fifth Beatle? Fifth Beatle was Brian Epstein. Okay, totally different question, totally unrelated. 64 divided by eight. 64 divided by eight is eight. Can you say red leather, yellow leather, quickly, five times, really quickly? Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather, red ye leather, yellow leather, red ye leather, <laughs> yellow leather, red ye leather, yellow leather. That's fantastic. <laughs> I know. It's good. You can use that. I'll tell you. You can do that. You know, That's everybody fantastic. can do that sober. It's that, to be sure. quite honest with you, I would usually do it 10 times, you know, ask a person 10 times. But I mean, you know, yeah. it's like a treadmill. You get on it and you think, oh, this is easy. And then bang, it's like I'm tripping up here, you know. So yeah, um, I don't like to do anything anymore. <laughs> what's this about the the rule you have? It's a, a platinum rule as such. Tell us all about that. Yeah. Well, there's two rules really I live by. One is the platinum rule 
which is do unto others as they wish to be done unto. So really listen to them and be empathetic. The other rule that I have is go where you're celebrated, not tolerated. So I love that. And that's, uh, an, uh, I'm going to play a, a tip of the hat to Kid Rock. That's his, that's his motto. Cool, for sure. All right. So you have a podcast. It's uh, an interesting name. Ah, I have two. Tell us about them. Mm -hmm. Blood Time, which is the original podcast. It's the transformative moment between the athlete and the coach and what happens with that transformation. What does the athlete do with that transformation? Not necessarily in athletics, but in the real world. And so those stories are transformative and they're inspirational and quite interesting. I then transitioned that into my second podcast called Undeniable, which is in the business world. Although I do interview a lot of athletes that went into the business world. Uh, these are for business people and what they're doing with that transformative leadership and how they're treating their people. Wow. Okay. So that's uh, must take a lot of your time because to do something like that, you know, it takes a lot of uh, professional time and effort and energy. So um, I'm looking forward to kind of hearing, and I'm sure throughout these questions that you'll kind of delve into maybe something like that. And I know you're kind of looking fit and sharp right now as well. I also know you, you mentioned you. athletics there that wrestling is one of your things. So you yeah. coach in that regard, do you as well? Yeah, I've been coaching amateur, international, and uh, intercollegiate and inter interscholastic uh, wrestling since 1978. So, wow. um, yeah, I'm still the head wrestling coach at an area high school here in Northeast Ohio called Chagrin Falls High. But I've had the opportunity to have clients such as Lee Kemp, who is a three-time world champion. And just recently was at a thing called Beat the Streets, which takes um, underserved populations and gets, gets them into the sport of wrestling and off the streets. And at that facility, we had Jordan Burroughs and Lee Kemp giving the uh, morning clinic and Combined, they uh, own two gold medals and 10 world championships. Wow, that's serious stuff. Yeah. So yeah. You're, this is a question I'm going to touch on a little bit later, or you can kind of keep in mind as well. I'm just wondering, as you say that, because I know you're very, very successful in business, a highly successful CEO and chairman. Um, but I'm just Thank curious you. about the relationships that you've noticed, you've observed with regard to wrestling, because, of, well, also, the high-class athletes that you've worked with because this is going on for over 40 years with you and also that's developed your time in business so so as you know as we get kind of asked these questions i think that would be really interesting to keep in mind but so tell us like with regard to business who are you what is like what is palladiumedge.com i appreciate that uh doc and before i answer that i'm going to give two more answers yeah. to the fifth beetle Go ahead. some say david bowie <laughs> And for sure, Pete Best, because he was the drummer just before Ringo. That said, um, Palladium Edge is a best practices-based company, comes from the, the kernel uh, of, of coaching. And what we do is we go on and triage companies and find out what's right with them, what's not so right with them, where do they want to be, and why, and how fast. And it's the why and how fast that really uh, gets to the point. And then we help them, whether it's if they want to grow organically or through line item efficiencies, they want to acquire companies or they want to be acquired or, or raise capital. We can help in all those aspects. But the key to that is, is to really have them reflect on what they are and who they are and where they want to be and why. And a lot of times people don't, don't do that. 
It's that introspection and really looking themselves in the mirror and saying, hey, am I doing the right thing? And that's why that platinum rule is so effective in these conversations is because a lot of people just don't understand or do, don't actively listen to their to their to their employees, to their people, to their vendors, to their customers, you know, and how does that customer want to be treated? You know, I just uh, read a thing by Seth Godin and he just lambasted AT&T because of their inability to help their customers do something and undo something. Doing something for them was easy. Undoing that same thing, they made it very difficult. Horrible customer service, horrible listening, horrible platinum rule. And so he just, you know, and Seth Godin is the man. He's Purple Cow. He wrote, you know, Purple Cow. So if he's bland-basing them, I wouldn't want to be on that other side of it. So do you guys look after just the U.S. or one specific region in the U.S. or is it international? How does that work? No, we have a, we have a satellite office in uh, Toronto. So we're North America based. We do a lot of work in Canada, United States, all throughout the United States. I have clients on East Coast, uh, West Coast, uh, in Southwest Florida, um, up to North Dakota, if you will. Um, but uh, we do we do not do anything at this point in the UK, uh, in uh, the European continent, uh, Latin America. Although we have uh, with a product that I invented called Cough Pops, Cough Dot. Uh, cough drop on a stick. Uh, we had that mm. all throughout North America, Latin America, and in the Middle East. So I have done business so internationally. But, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. So that's where we're Yeah. All right. Cool. So it's interesting you spoke about customer service. I mean, with the advancement of technology, yeah. smartphones, etc., it's supposed to make it all very efficient for us. But uh, I mean, take today. I took about an hour trying to get something fixed, technologically speaking, trying to be online, texting all of the time. And I'm thinking, like, can you not just yeah. with videos and everything, or can you not just ring me up? You know, let's get this through through this like a human being, human to human. So customer service seems right. to be a thing that people are very irritated by. Um, does your company like how do you, like you said, treat others, listen to employees? How do you advise people? How does that work like with regard to growth? Because there are a lot of huge companies that don't seem to have sure. this. I know in Europe it's the same way. They don't seem to have this kind of customer service uh, down. So like what's like how do you do that? How do you how would you suggest to a person, a midlifer right now starting up a business for, for example, who wants to do that, wants to help people in that regard? Well, make sure that you're genuine and you give good and bad news fast and do not be a coward. So what I mean by that is I remember uh, talking to a lot of my clients during the crash in 2008. And a lot of them were professional service organizations, uh, staffing companies, uh, financial services, insurance, um, law firms, accounting firms, all were my clients at the time. And a lot of those guys just hit under the desk. Uh, you know, men and women included, and didn't answer their phone, particularly the financial service organizations. And I said, you can't do that. No matter what is going to happen to you on that phone, get on the phone and talk to them. And it's the same thing now, particularly because of the advent of, you know, AI and the virtual, yeah. the virtual servant, if you will, uh, when you mm. when you call somebody. 
which is horrible, which you just, which you just experienced. Yeah. And the inability to get things done to satisfaction or to talk to a human, my recommendation, particularly because most of businesses, 98% businesses, as you know, doctor, whether they're, you know, in Europe or here in the United States, particularly the United States, 98% of businesses are small businesses. And so if you don't act as a human, if you don't act with that humanity, and if you don't act with courage, you're going to lose. And you got to be genuine. If, I, if you screwed up, own it. Absolutely own it. That's what wrestling, you know, has taught me is there's nowhere to hide in the sport of wrestling. It's individual. If you lose, you lose. If you win, you win. It's meritocracy. But at the end of the day, there's no excuses on it, you know. And so that's what I love about the sport. But I love about my business is we are an exclusive. We are an excuse exclusive company. We do not. Uh, we do not adhere to ex excuses. So, that, so how do you use content then? Yeah, cool. So how do you use content yeah. then? And how do you refer to it being like really good content? How do you distinguish that with all that might? You know, that's the thing. I mean, that's where I, I, I try to surround myself with high quality individuals. And my, my people that I interview are people that I respect that are doing great work doing that type of mentality uh, and presenting that to the marketplace. So that's our content there. I wrote a, a book called Benevolent Capitalism, another one, one called I Am Beauty. And it's all about the empathy of the other individual that's sitting across the table from you. Not necessarily sympathy. I think sympathy tends to not get the job done. Empathy does. And so with all that content that we're presenting, all the best practices we're presenting, we vet that. So we do our best job to bring the highest quality content, individuals, and messages we can on a daily basis and solutions and solutions. Hmm. And so I live my it's life. It's interesting you mentioned. Yeah, it's interesting you say empathy because it's, it's quite a thing. It's quite a topic in my book that's coming out in a couple of weeks. It's called The Gym Upstairs. And, um, you know, this cross, I, I can understand with regard to what you're saying with regard to sports, wrestling, especially wrestling, because it's a one-on-one -on -one sport and you can be pinned down very easily. And suddenly, yep. you know, you can't, like, what can you do? It's me or, or him. So I have to figure out what he's doing, that kind of thing. And so in business, yeah. like you see, you got to treat others, figure them out, see it from the customer point of view, et cetera. Get down on your knees, get dirty, get on the phone with them and so on. So I see the relationship there with what you're saying. But how then like if we go deeper a little bit deeper we, we talk about an opportunity in midlife i mean we've been yeah. the last couple of years through a pandemic you know people could be using excuses but they could have genuinely been caught on the hop as well be it financially they may have invested into something nobody saw this coming but like so like how valuable are relationships i know relationships and and you value relationships and you feel that you have a really good relationship going on now. Is that your real main midlife opportunity that you've taken, do you think? I think that, but also commitment and intent and then consistency. So I committed at 60 to be the absolute best decade of my uh, on the planet and bring the highest quality content to myself individually and also the, the world at large. And so I committed and I was in shape. I was in good shape at 60, but at 65 years old, I sit here with a, you know, 29 inch waist and 
9% body fat and a BMI of 21. And so I live it. So what I teach, I live. And in that, in that kernel of genuine truth, it, it, it just, it just resonates. And it, it also ripples out. And so that's where the content lies is in that seed of, of genuine living it so that when I live it, it's easy to disseminate. So I'm a bit confused now. First off, you said 1978, you started as a wrestling coach. That is over 40, that's 43 and a half years old or, or so since that. So I, I presumed you were a teenager, you know, coaching maybe under 10s or something. You're saying you're over 65 no, and you have 9% body fat. Yeah, I was 22 How is when this I started. 9% body okay, cool. How is this 9% body fat? How are you doing that at, at your age in your 60s? Uh, I've been doing it all my life as with interval uh, fasting. And so when I, I fast anywhere from 17 to 22 hours a day, and one or two days a month, I fast completely for 36 to 48 hours. So that's number one. Number two, I'm highly exercised, but not high intensity exercise. It's low intensity exercise, or mid, mid size, mid level intensity exercises, but it's consistent six days a week. Mm. And it's consistent between 45 to 75 minutes a day. And on top of that, I'm active in my sport and I'm mm -hmm. active also in the community. So it's moving, you know, it's simple. It's a very simple equation, doc. It's move more yeah. and eat less. <laughs> and it's 85%. But how do you feel with, how do you, how do you feel with that in mind with regard to all the things you've said, like high class business that you're in with regard to yeah. being creative, innovative towards content, towards pleasing the customer towards, your relationships, be it your emotional connections in your family or your friends, but also with regard to your larger relationships in business and in life and in sport. Like how, yeah. like that seems to probably the average listener or viewer here that a lot of energy is expended. Like, are you able to do that by not eating? Like how, how does that work? Yeah, the, the energy level is because I don't overeat. Overeating and obesity saps, robs everything in life. It is the number one problem health-wise in the United States of America, and I'm sure Europe as well. And so yeah. when you look at it, who were the biggest at-risk individuals during the COVID crisis? Obese people. Okay. And so when you talk about the two major factors of or three of death diabetes cancer and heart massive massive reason for that is obesity wow it's what you put in it's your interesting body. it is what you put in your body and i think it's not just food as well with what you said there it's the content and you're a guy who's yep. both sides of the coin you're slowing down you're thinking about what you're putting into your body and you're very methodical and authentic with regard to what you're putting out content wise as well so i'm delighted to 
I'm really absolutely delighted to have had you today. And I'm just wondering, with all that experience in business, in relationships, being so thorough with your body and with athletes, and then being able to put this content out there, what would your advice be to anybody who's feeling, be it down in the dumps now, not seeing life as an opportunity, who's hitting 40, 50, 60 plus years of age? What advice would you give to them now? Because there must be opportunities somewhere right there, out there. What do you think? Well, I think the most important thing is self-reflection and get to a point of self-love. Look yourself in the mirror, be deeply honest, brutally honest with yourself, make a plan and whatever that takes, commit to it and love yourself. However you can love yourself because all success comes from self-love, true success. The self-loathing that we have in our society is rampant and it's, it's fear-based. Mm-hmm. Self-love is love-based. And you see that between the difference between arrogance and confidence. Arrogance walks in fear. Confidence walks in love. True confidence comes mm-hmm. from that yeah. absolute core of self-love. Okay, what a what a wonderful way to sign off. Self-love and true confidence are joined together. And it's incredible because you are definitely the result of that with regard to your success in all areas of life. And long may it continue, Peter. Thank you so much for this conversation, for giving me your time, your expertise, and for sharing it with all the viewers of Midlife Opportunity. Guys, you've heard it from Peter. He knows what he's talking about. Peter, what's the name of that other podcast? You said Blood Time is One. What was the other name of the other podcast? Undeniable. Coach Cimarroni's Undeniable. Undeniable. Peter Cimarroni, thank you so much. We will be back after this break where you can reflect for a few moments now on what Peter has just said. There's a lot of golden nuggets right there. And know that if you're boiling the kettle, having a coffee or whatever else, and you're coming back after this break, that there is a midlife opportunity out there. You just have to self-love and touch in on your awareness with yourself and maybe ask a friend or two, well, what do you think of where I'm going in life? But remember, know that they're a friend because they will help if they're a true friend. And that's a level of your awareness, a test of it as such as well. Peter, thank you so much. We'll be right back after this break, midlife opportunity. This is what too much sounds like. This is what stress feels like. And this is what help feels like. If you've lost a job, worry about your next meal, or have trouble making it through the day, we can help. Text STRESS to 211211 to find a solution. Welcome back to Midlife Opportunity. My name is Dr. Connor Hogan. You can get in touch and please do at midlifeopportunity.show or reach out to me at Connor, C-O-N-O-R, at docconnor.com. Just one end for you today. But there's plenty of opportunity in other areas on this particular show because when you get in touch, give me your story. Let me know maybe your thoughts on the show. 
Let me know your thoughts on NGBN.TV and the community of creators that are putting a lot of fantastic value out there for you, the person that's in midlife. And if you're watching this and you're not actually one of those midlife male, you can also be a person who just goes, give them a nudge, you know, give your partner a nudge, give your husband a nudge, give your father a nudge or somebody that is in that midlife or even approaching it, maybe in their late 30s, maybe over 60. You know, we've mentioned 40, 50, and 60, but as you've seen from the great Peter Cimarroni in that interview, you can be well over 60 and still consider yourself in midlife because we don't know the time when we pop our clocks. We're not told. It's not like put into our DNA with regard to like a stamp on our heel saying this person was born on a certain date, used by a certain date. It doesn't say, hey, you'll have 90 years on planet Earth or 60 years or 120 years or anything like that. A lot of it's up to you because 95% of our health issues right now in the US especially are lifestyle-based issues. And Peter touched on one, and I honestly did not expect that interview to go down the alleyway of 9% body fat, of training hard into your 60s and beyond. But that's where it went because I thought, hey, this guy is a super successful businessman. He's got his company, palladiumedge.com. Check it out. You'll see he helps so many different businesses from small to medium and helps them get bigger, scale, and so on. I thought, you know, we were talking business and relationships. And then suddenly it goes into this whole kind of athletic thing, which was really cool. I really, really enjoyed it for sure. But there's a guy who's like 20 odd years older than me. He's like 9% body fat, 9%. I spoke to an athletics trainer a couple of years ago about body fat, and we spoke about this at length. And he said, oh, you know, some people, he said, I can do it. At, you know, I was 47, 48. I can do it at 12%. Some, you know, they can get to 20. Peter's at 9, 9%. Not bad at all. So if he can do it, you can do it. As he said in the last few moments, it's hard work, but it's a life he loves. Self-love is at the core of his business, at the core of his relationships. And at the core of his health and his fitness and his coaching as well with wrestlers, you heard him mention that he has world, international world-class wrestlers who have been very successful several times on the mat. And he has been with these wrestlers. He's seen the, uh, the cold face since 1978, over 40 years, and he's still doing this. There might be something you're doing right now that you love, but you're not getting paid for it. It doesn't matter because if you have something you love, build on that. Use the attributes that are drained from your energy system that are making you better, making you good at that, and then funnel them into starting a business, to relating better with others, to waking up tomorrow morning and doing better at that job, even if you hate it, because there's opportunities out there. You have a midlife opportunity. You can get in touch with me. We'll discuss this. I will be your accountability partner for free, for free. Connor, C-O-N-O-R at docconnor.com or check out our show, midlifeopportunity.show or just check out ngbn.tv. There's loads of other shows there, great shows as well, all to do with men of this age group. We're senior men. Well, we're getting there. So let's get there in style. Let's be the Ferraris of this world. Why not? Thank you so much to Peter today of palladiumedge.com. Check out one of his great podcasts. I know it's called Blood Time. Until next time, though, make sure you have a great time and know that you take your midlife opportunity. 
as we say here in Ireland, slán, bye-bye.